0: Hey, good morning, North Park Church. I'm Pastor Anthony, and I wanna welcome you this morning. You made our day when you logged on. You matter to God, and you matter to us. And if this is your first North Park experience online, let me just say that this is a place where nobody's perfect. Everyone is accepted, and we are being transformed by the Spirit of God. Today, we're starting a brand new series called Love Like You've Never Been Hurt. And I'd love for you to secure your Bible and turn with me to the book of first Corinthians chapter 13 first Corinthians chapter 13 and as always if you want to go to your YouVersion Bible app hit the menu button go to live events type in North Park Church and all of today's scriptures and notes are going to be right there for you we're so glad to have you today let's dive into the word of God together love like you've never been hurt. Mm-hmm. President James Garfield was President of the United States of America for only four months when he was shot on July the 2nd, 1881. Now, the thing about it was he only lived three months longer. Now, you would have thought that it was the shot uh, that killed him, but the bullet um, didn't penetrate any vital organs whatsoever. It was not a fatal injury. But at that time, doctors weren't concerned about germs. In fact, they didn't really believe they existed because they, well, they couldn't see them. So they tried unsuccessfully for a really long period of time to remove the bullet uh, without success, but also without sterilizing the instruments. And so President Garfield didn't die because of a bullet wound. President Garfield died from infection caused by doctors who kept probing at that wound. Now, someone is going to wound you. Someone is going to hurt you. Someone's going to break your heart. Someone's going to say something hurtful to you. Somebody's going to disappoint you. Someone's going to let you down. And the chances are, they already have. And now you're left with the decision, like all of us have to make, what will you do with the pain? Will you, like those doctors with President Garfield, just continue to probe at that wound? Will you replay the memories over and over and over again? See, so often we just talk about these experiences repeatedly to anyone who will listen. We think about the ways that we can get back. We can get revenge, right? We poke and we prod the wounds. And in the process, what happens is we become very bitter, Our heart becomes hardened. And unfortunately, we often withdraw ourselves and withhold love from those in our lives who need it the most. There was a season in my life not too long ago where I felt betrayed and I I felt hurt by some people that I love and, and, and that I care about. And like you, I began to lose some sleep and Instead of laying in the bed, I would kind of walk through the house and and pray that God would touch my heart and that God would kind of repair some of those relationships. And I remember standing in front of a window one night, about 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, and I really felt the Lord speak to me these words, you cannot lead from a place of hurt. See, I began to think about the fact that I was kind of playing the victim card a little bit, and the Lord reminded me that one of the most dangerous animals on the planet is a wounded animal. You know, an animal, you can try to help it when it's hurt, but it doesn't recognize that you're trying to help it. And so, if you aren't careful, even though you're trying to help that animal, it could strike at you because it's afraid, it's wounded. And oftentimes, if we aren't careful, we operate from the place of that wounded animal. There may be people around us who love us and who care about us, who may be trying to help us. And instead of receiving that love and care, man, we'll lash out at them. Or at the very least, like I saw in my uh, own situation, I found myself just keeping my guard up. And the Lord just reminded me, you can't love generously and love people and pastor them and lead them the way that you need if you're leading from a place where you've always got your guard up. And so you have a decision to make today. What will you do with the pain of your past? Now, many of you have shared your struggles with me during this season. And this quarantine season has just seem to bring so many issues to the surface in so many of your homes. I've described this season almost as if there's any hurt that's in your home or anything wrong with your relationships or your life in general. It's almost like this quarantine time has put a magnifying glass on those things, and they just continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And oftentimes those situations in this season, if we're honest, have just kind of boiled to the surface and begin to boil over. Many of you may feel like there's this vice that's um, coming against your home where it's just kind of pressing in on you and you aren't sure how to deal with those emotions and those situations and, 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 and those hurts that you've been left to deal with. It's been a raw season. And it's left a really bad taste in some people's mouths here's what I want you to understand God does not want us to walk around wounded God intended for us to be healed and he intended for us to be whole he created us to live like we've never been hurt because that's the way he lives Jesus is not holding your offenses against you when you ask him to be the Lord and Savior of your lives. He casts your sin as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered again. That's the way Jesus loves. And if we're made in his image, he desires that we live like we've never been hurt. It's time for a fresh start. It's time for a new beginning and it's time to let God heal what's broken. Okay, now I know we got really serious really fast. So let's take a little break so you can breathe again, all right? So you can laugh again. So here you go. Here's a pop quiz for you. So I want everyone to participate, all your quarantine buddies, let's participate together. Here's a pop quiz. Who has the best fast food French fries? Is it Bojangles? Is it McDonald's with their shoestring fries? Is it Chick-fil-A with their waffle fries? Or Zaxby's bringing it in with their crinkle fries? Well, the right answer is obviously Bojangles. That's right. There is a right answer. It's Bojangles with their seasoned fries. All right, here's another question. Who has the best donuts? Let's see how well you do with this one. Is it A, Dunkin' Donuts, Is it B, rise? Is it C, duck donuts? Or is it D, Krispy Kreme? And the answer is D, Krispy Kreme. Again, there is a right answer. Here's the third and final pop quiz question Which of the following is most important? Faith, hope, love, or is it D, all of the above? Think about that. Is it faith? hope, love, or all of the above. Let's see what scripture has to say. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13 says this. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. Look at what scripture says. And the greatest of these is love. Here's the big idea for today. The pain that you feel right now, the pain you feel today is a pain that God can heal. And I think it's a pain that God wants to heal. The question is, how does he do it? Well, we just figured that out in that last verse of Scripture. It's love. Love is such a powerful force. Look at the way that the Apostle Paul describes love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 as he he writes to the Corinthian church. He says, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but don't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but I didn't love others, I'd be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Now look at verse four. Just kind of zoom in here with me, okay? Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable, and it keeps no records of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, Never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Let me read that last phrase again. Love never gives up, never loses faith. It's always hopeful, and it endures through every circumstance. It is never wrong to love. It's never out of order to love. You don't compromise when you love, and you never lower your standards when you choose to love. Now, like you, I know the temptation to not want to let go of hurt or disappointment. It's almost like saying, well, if I let go of this hurt, if I choose to forgive, if I choose to forget, if I choose to move forward, then somehow I'm saying that what this person did to me is okay. But that's not the case at all when I choose to forgive someone it doesn't mean that everything goes back the way it was it doesn't mean I have to put myself in a position to be hurt again but what it does is it chooses to love others the way that Jesus has loved me how can I receive the forgiveness of God if I'm not willing to offer forgiveness to someone else But I recognize that temptation to not want to let go of that hurt and disappointment. I think we all know that temptation really well. But we can experience healing while holding on to all of these hurts that we have in our life. When we're carrying all of this baggage around, I can experience the freedom that comes from this healing that God offers. So let me ask you some questions. Do you want to be right or do you want to be reconciled? Do you want to be hurt or do you want to be healed? Do you want to be a victim or do you want to start becoming whole? So what's the answer? We have to choose to love like we've never been hurt. We have to choose to love like we've never been. Been hurt. And if we're willing to love like that, if we're willing to love like Jesus, then I'm really convinced that God can heal any relationship that we have in our life. Now, I borrowed the title, Love Like You've Never Been Hurt, from uh, a book by Pastor Jensen Franklin. And I encourage you to go check that book out. He gives some great information and you can dive down into that topic. I really encourage you to look at that resource. Pastor Jensen does a great job of sharing his heart about hurts and forgiveness. And in that book, he shares this, I love this. He says, you don't need a good memory. What you need is a good forgettery. (laughs) Let me say that again. I didn't misspeak, that's what he says. We don't just need a good memory. We need a good forgettery. To move forward, you have to let go of the past. You have to release what is behind you and reach for what is before you. And if you will reach for a new day, God will begin little by little, and sometimes it is that way. It's a process. It's little by little to release you from the past. And I know it's easier said than done. Man, these things are so easy to say. Applying these verses of scripture, man, that's a whole different deal. And in the coming weeks, we wanna come alongside you and we wanna walk this journey with you and help you with some tools that will be very practical to apply these things as you move forward. But today, I want to just kind of deal with one choice. And I think if you will begin with this one choice, it will be a huge step in the right direction to love like you've never been hurt. And here's the choice. And I encourage you, let's start today. Don't be like me and say, hey, I need to lose some weight. I think I'm going to start tomorrow. No, no, no. Let's start today. Choose, love, love over your hurt. Choose love over your hurt. Refuse to be bitter. I love the rapper Lecrae, and he says, I I don't wanna be bitter, I wanna be better, and I'm working on switching those letters. We gotta work on it every single day, and it is work, but we have to refuse to be bitter. Refuse to get angry. Refuse to get angry. Refuse to get even. Let Jesus be the example that you choose to follow. One of Jesus' disciples betrayed him. He was abandoned by other people. Roman soldiers beat him. They mocked him. They nailed him to a cross. They stabbed him in the side. They even put a crown of thorns on his head. And his response, we find it in Luke 23, 34. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus loved us like he had never been hurt. Jesus loves us like we've never hurt him. Jesus loves us like we've never failed. Jesus loves you like you've never lied to it. Jesus loves you like you've never done what you said you would never do. The love of Jesus isn't cautious. It's extravagant. So let's do our best to imitate the love of Jesus and love like we've never been hurt. Now, will we be perfect at that? Absolutely not. But when we ask God to help us through this process, here's what he's gonna do. He's gonna point us back to Jesus and and he's gonna say, do what he did. And the best way to do that is put down our words and pick up the love of Jesus instead. Over the last few weeks, we've been quarantined in our homes. And maybe your home is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. But we were told to stay home Because that was the best thing for our safety. But maybe it's possible that your home hasn't felt so safe lately. Because instead of standing together, fighting in this season together, maybe you feel like you've been fighting against one another. The only thing that changes that is that you love like Jesus. And that you love like you've never been hurt.
1: My wife, Becca and I have been married for 10 years. We just celebrated 10 years of marriage in August. And I remember when we were engaged, uh, she actually came with me here in Nashville to take this guitar to the shop. I've had this thing for 20 years and I took it to the shop and, um, the guy who was fixing it, his name's Ed and he had been married a while. And we told him we were engaged and excited to be married. And he, um, he said, well, we asked him. We said, Ed, do you have any advice for us? Uh, you know, we're, we're about to be married. What would you tell us? Uh, what would be your words of wisdom? And he said, "He said, you are on the same team. No matter what happens, you are each other's biggest ally. Uh, he said, when the world starts throwing punches at you, you never throw punches at each other. You stand back to back and you throw punches at the world. He said, you're the one safe thing that the other person's got. And that really stuck with me a lot. I remember thinking, man, no matter what happens, Becca is my safe place. And, you know, we've been married 10 years now. And uh, those those words have rung true over the years. And I remember there was a time in my life uh, back in, I think it was 2013, I was dealing with some severe anxiety to the point I was having panic attacks. And I actually thought I was going to have to stop playing music because I couldn't... Uh, I could barely leave the house much less get on an airplane or stand on a stage in front of people and Becca was my rock during those times and I remember our vows you know we said in sickness or in health as long as we both shall live no no matter what happens uh she is my one safe place my one safe soul and that's what this song is all about and those of you who are married uh just remember that you stick uh back-to-back with that person you love, and you don't ever throw punches at each other. You're on the same team no matter what, and uh, that goes especially for right now while we're all sort of hunkered down together. um, Your home is your safe place, and it does get hard, and relationships, uh, you know, they're not easy, but we know that God has uh, placed us together to make each other better, and um, I hope this song can encourage you to do just that. It's called One Safe Soul.
2: I can face unthinkable things As long as you face them with me Take the world's worst news as long as I get to come home to you. Greatest fear is being alone. His second greatest is being known. But if you are both known and loved, then you got nothing left to be scared of. Oh, baby, are you sure. the one safe soul I've got. You are solace in the storm. You are rest when I am worn. You are words when I can't speak. You are song when I can't sing. Just stay right by my side when all the world does not. You're the one safe soul I've got.
0: What a beautiful song, and I am so thankful to have Josh Wilson with us today. So a special thanks to Josh for. Uh, recording these videos for you as a church family. We look forward to having Josh back again uh, really soon. I'd love to pray for you today. If you haven't made a decision to follow Jesus, I also want to give you an opportunity uh, to pray that prayer to invite him into your heart, to say yes to him. So let's pray together as a church family today. Let's do that. Father, we thank you so much for your grace. Uh, I thank you for your work. Lord, I thank you that it is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Lord, I thank you that you give us instruction from your word on, on how to, to love like you love and to let go of our past and to let go of our pain and really reach forward to, to you and, and just to lean into your love. And so I pray for healing And restoration, in homes today, in relationships, that you would restore what's been broken. Lord, maybe there are some family members that are estranged. Maybe there's a a son or a daughter who haven't spoken to their parents in a long time, or parents who haven't had the opportunity to connect with their children in a long time. Lord, I pray that this would be a season where we would stop letting the pain of our past ruin our future and we would truly lead with love and love like we've never been hurt and just pick up the phone and make that phone call. That we would begin taking steps toward reconciliation. That we would choose love instead of hurt. And I pray, Lord, that today the pain we feel is the pain that you would heal. And we pray for that in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray if there's someone who hasn't made a decision to follow you, that they would just simply say, Lord Jesus, I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. I ask you to wash me, cleanse me, and set me free, and give me strength and steps to follow you as a lifelong follower of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's always our privilege to come into your home and worship with you in these online worship experiences. We can't wait to get back together face-to-face and one day soon, we're gonna have the opportunity to do that, but we wanna continue to connect with you as much as we possibly can. One way you can help us is by going to our website, northparkrdu.com and clicking that digital connect card. We'd love to have the opportunity to connect with you also we'd love for you to join one of our online life groups we are continuing to meet together to grow as followers of jesus even though we're doing that in an online setting so we encourage you if you're not currently involved in a group let us know we want to get you plugged in today we want to get you plugged in today and finally if you want to continue worshiping as you give You want to be a good steward of what God's placed in your hand. We invite you to invest in the mission to build lifelong followers of Jesus as we pastor our city. And you can do that by hitting the online giving button on our website. We love you and we are so thankful for you. And we can't wait to see you again really soon. Church family, I am honored to introduce to you my friend Earl. Uh, We've met Earl here when we've been... uh, recording over the last several weeks at Union Station in downtown Raleigh. Earl, a lot of people think that this is a green screen and we're not really here. Earl is living proof that we are actually here. And I just want to say on behalf of North Park Church family, thank you for everything you do to make this a safe place. And uh, for allowing us to come in and partner with you and uh, and share the message right here at Union Station. So I want to invite you to just share with our church family today.
1: Well, i like to say that it's just been a pleasure having uh, the church here with us. It's been a blessing. Remember, there's no distance in God. Yeah. God is everywhere. He's universal. You can feel Him in the air. You, you can feel Him in the wind.
0: He's everywhere. Yeah. So there's no distance, folks. There's no distance in prayer. Your prayer can reach all over the world. All you got to do is have faith. Absolutely. And this is a man who practices what he preaches. Last week, Pastor Jonathan was worshiping and playing his guitar. And I watched um, my friend sit behind a computer screen with his hands lifted and worshiping right here. So we've been having some worship experiences while we've been preparing for you to have your worship experience at home. So thank you so much for partnering with us. You come by, you come to the station. Say hello to my friend Earl. We love you guys. God bless you and keep praying.